Welcome to Music History Monday for October 11th, 2021. I'm Bob Greenberg, and the title for today's podcast is Sex Cells. If you haven't already, please consider joining me on my subscription site at patreon.com slash robertgreenbergmusic, where I blog, vlog, podcast, pontificate, review, and bloviate four to six times a week. There was a time in the not terribly distant past, in our days of relative musical innocence, when a little heavy breathing was all it took to get a recording banned from the airwaves. Today we celebrate just such an event. On October 11, 1969, 52 years ago today, a song entitled Je t'aime, moi non plus, which means I love you, me neither, hit number one on the UK singles chart. Written by the French singer-songwriter, author, filmmaker, and actor Serge Gainsbourg, 1928-1991, and performed on record by Gainsbourg and the English singer, songwriter, actress, and former model Jane Birkin, born 1946, the song was controversial. Because of what was considered its overtly sexual content, the song was banned by many radio stations across Europe and North America. For the first time in the history of the BBC show Top of the Pops, the show's producers refused to broadcast Je t'aime, moi non plus, despite the fact that it was the BBC's number one song. Public Service Announcement Aspects of this post and its language are going to be off-color and perhaps off-putting, particularly for those who find sexual references offensive. If you are prone to being so offended, I would humbly suggest you skip the remainder of this post and rejoin me next Monday for a post about the Austrian pianist, conductor, and composer Victor Ullmann, who was murdered in a gas chamber at Auschwitz-Birkenau in 1944 at the age of 46. Of course, on a scale of offensive, what happened to Ullmann far outweighs any heavy breathing we're liable to hear on a 45 RPM record. But when figuring out what really constitutes obscenity, we as a public can be funny that way. Sex in a song. Well, fancy that. A rhetorical question. Has there ever been a time in the long, I mean long, history of song, going back to time immemorial, when songs didn't contain sexual references, implicit and or explicit? The answer has got to be no. There has never been such a time. And that's because, like other animals, from birds to humpback whales, we human beings would seem to be hardwired to use song as part of our mating rituals. Now, before we go about discussing the implicit and or explicit nature of sex in songs, and why, given the time of its release in 1969, Je t'aime, moi non plus, caused such a sensation, it behooves us to hear the song which is linked in the 
blog version of this post. Here are the song's opening verses, sung by Jane Birkin and Serge Gainsbourg. Jane. I love you. Oh, yes, I love you. Serge. Me neither. Jane. Oh, my love. Serge. Like a fascinating wave, I go, I come, and I go. Inside of you, I come, and I go. Inside of you, and I hold myself back. Jane. I love you, I love you. Oh, yes, I love you. Serge. Me neither. Okay, as lyrics go, Ira Gershwin's work has very little to worry about. The lyrics just read are more or less repeated, though accompanied by increasingly heavy breathing until the song reaches its climax. <clears throat> On Jane's line, quote, No, come now, unquote. Okay then, please, wherever you are, go listen to the song. Compared to many, of the pornographically explicit songs of today, Je t'aime mon emploi is as mild as Velveeta on a Ritz cracker with a skim milk chaser. But compared to what came before it, well, that's a different matter. In truth, Je t'aime moi non plus stood at the crossroads between the implicit and the explicit in 20th century popular song. The songs of the earlier part of the 20th century, of the great American songbook, are filled to bursting with sexual innuendo. Here are a few of what must, at very least, be a thousand examples. You Go to My Head by J. Fred Coots and Haben Gillespie, 1938. The insinuation behind the title of this song is self-explanatory. Then there's Hold Tight, Hold Tight, Want Some Seafood Mama by Leonard Way and Sidney Bechet, 1938, which features the words, Hold Tight, Hold Tight, Hold Tight, Hold Tight, I Want Some Seafood Mama. When I come home late at night, I get my favorite dish, fish. Mm-mm, seafood. How about Frank Lesser's 1948 song, I'd Like to Get You on a Slow Boat to China? Is the intention here to recreate on board by playing lots of shuffleboard? Bingo? Somehow we don't think so. How about the song, Hey Big Spender, from the musical Sweet Charity, Cy Coleman and Dorothy Fields? When the ultra-sleazy go-go girls ask a potential client, Do you want to have fun, fun, fun? Would you like to have a good time? Do we think they're offering up a game of chess? Perhaps some pinochle? Sexy though these and who knows how many other such pre-sexual liberation, pre-rock-and-roll songs may be. They rely on innuendo and insinuation to convey their sexual intent, which is part of their charm 
and sophistication. Charm and sophistication, to say nothing for insinuation, are words not often associated with rock and roll lyrics, which took things sexual to an entirely new level. For a high-end group, the Beatles' lyrics were fairly mild. For example, John Lennon's lyrics for It's Been a Hard Day's Night of 1964 is still addressing sex implicitly. But when I get home to you, I know the things that you do will make me feel all right. We can be sure that John Lennon is anticipating something other than a piping hot bowl of Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs on his arrival home. Apropos of the Beatles, I'd like to point out that the song Norwegian Wood is a reference to marijuana and not a guy waking up one morning in Oslo. Most rock and rollers were, are, not quite as subtle as the Beatles, as a quick perusal of just a few rock and roll titles will reveal. Satisfaction. Rolling Stones, released July 1965. My Dingaling. Chuck Berry. October 1972, Feel Like Making Love, Bad Company, June 1975, Love to Love You, Baby, Donna Summer, June 1975, Afternoon Delight, Starland Vocal Band, July 1976, Physical, Olivia Newton-John, January 1981, Like a Virgin, Madonna, December 1984, I Want Your Sex, George Michael, May 1987, Cream, Prince and the New Power Generation, November 1991, Hold It Against Me, Britney Spears, January 2011. We would observe that these songs are still incredibly tame, even innocent, when compared to the triple X-rated oral a-U-R-A-L, sex, repertoire of contemporary rappers and hip-hoppers, which will mercifully go undiscussed for the remainder of this particular post. Back to Je t'aime, moi non plus. Serge Gainsbourg wrote the song in 1967 for his girlfriend, the French actress Brigitte Bardot, born 1934. Bardot had asked Gainsbourg to write, and we quote, the most beautiful love song he could imagine, unquote. Madame Bardot was delighted with Gainsbourg's result, and the two of them recorded the song in a Paris studio crammed together into a small glass booth. According to the recording engineer, William Flagiolet, Bardot and Gainsbourg's sexual moaning on their recording was the result of the significant amount of, quote, heavy petting, unquote, going on during the two hours it took to record the song. We do suspect that Monsieur Flagiolet used the phrase heavy petting as a euphemism for something rather heavier than mere petting. Unfortunately, word of this recording got out to Brigitte Bardot's husband, the German businessman Gunther Sachs, who could tolerate her affairs 
but not being so publicly humiliated. He demanded that the recording be locked away. Consequently, Bardot begged Gainsbourg not to release it. Gainsbourg complied, but he wasn't at all happy about it, whining, quote, the music is very pure. For the first time in my life, I write a love song, and it's taken badly, unquote. Oh, poo, so unfair. The following year, in 1968, Gainsbourg took up with the English actress Jane Birkin. He played the recording of Je t'aime, moi non plus, that he had made with Bardot for Ms. Birkin. Her reaction was that it was, quote, so hot, unquote. Gainsbourg and Birkin decided to record the song together, which they did in London at Marble Arch Studios. Gainsbourg instructed Ms. Birkin to sing her part an octave higher than did Brigitte Bardot. So, said Gainsbourg, quote, so you'll sound like a little boy, unquote. Birkin admitted that during the recording, she, quote, got a bit carried away with the heavy breathing, unquote. So much so that it was assumed that like the Bardot version, Gainsbourg and Birkin had recorded the song while actually having sex. Gainsbourg dashed that speculation, saying, quote, thank goodness it wasn't. Otherwise, it would have been a long playing record, unquote. The 45 RPM single was released in January 1969. The record had a plain cover except for the words, forbidden to those under 21. If you did indeed listen to the song, as I asked you earlier in this podcast, you are aware that it concludes with a fairly realistic sounding orgasm on Jane Birkin's part. We'll be having what she's having to indulge the gag from When Harry Met Sally. It was primarily this simulated orgasm that got the song banned from radio stations in the UK, Ireland, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Sweden, the United States, and Brazil. The song was denounced by the Vatican, and the record company executive responsible for its release in Italy was reported to have been excommunicated. On hearing this news, Gainsbourg called the Pope, quote, our greatest public relations man, unquote. The English rock and roll critic, Sylvie Simmons, whose biography of Serge Gainsbourg, entitled A Fistful of Guitans, was published in 2001, writes this about the British reaction to Je t'aime, moi non plus. Quote, the lyric subtleties, what that they are, were lost on late 1960s Brits. What they heard was an expertly stroked organ, orgasmic groans, and a soft focus melody, the musical equivalent of a Vaseline-smeared Emmanuel movie. It was confirmation that life across the channel was one of unchecked lubriciousness, and Je t'aime became an essential part of any successful seduction as a chilled bottle of Blue Nun." Unquote. Well, it goes without saying, 
that the sort of negative critical reaction the song received from the Pope on down, along with a record cover that says, forbidden to those under 21, is going to sell a lot of records. And that it did. So while from a purely musical point of view, je t'aime, moi non plus, might be among the very worst songs ever recorded, and that's saying something, it nevertheless leapt to the top of the charts, topping out at number one in not just the UK, but in Austria, Norway, and Switzerland, number two in the Netherlands and Ireland, number three in Germany, and number five in Mexico. There's no doubt about it. Sex sells. Thank you. To sample and download one or all of my many courses on subjects musical produced by The Great Courses slash The Teaching Company, please visit my website at robertgreenbergmusic.com.